what I need for you is maybe a, a longer lead to just put you outside at workshop. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 21. 21. 21, wow. I thought we'd have sat this off a long time ago, didn't you? 26 will be our one year marker. One year. Because we do 52 weeks and take one and one in a fortnight. Yeah. Right, 26 wow. will be our, uh, our Christmas edition, what? Will it be a Christmas? Are we having a special Christmas edition? Sure. Put a Christmas tree in the corner at Shed. Yeah. This is the room. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. um, email in with your amusing stories and anecdotes to dirtykimbassa at gmail.com. Now, speaking of emails, I'm going to unlock my phone that's definitely on silent and in flight mode. It was Bash Obeda's dad emailed in. Oh, cool. Bash, it's Bash Bader. I've decided they are interchangeable Americans. Yeah, I, I can't tell the difference between them when I'm listening. I can never tell which one's which. No, I, I think Bader. actually, to be honest, I think Bader is the, um, has the slightly deeper voice. And I'm going to confess, I haven't listened for a bit. Oh, I have. Have you? Yeah, I've been following them and listening to them. Uh, I need to do a bit of a catch-up because uh, I've been listening to... Business podcast, shall we say? Money making. Jesus Christ! Yeah. I can, I can feel the will to live seeping from, <laughs> from every pore of my body. I'm educating myself. Yeah, there are better cabbages bashing beers. I, I listen to them, and they, they are. Um, maybe it's because they're younger. They're a bit crazier than us. So it says here, from Marty. Marty McFly. Marty. Do we have any Martys in England? It's a very American can, name. Then. Can we now keep him anonymous, having said it's Bash Bader's dad? Well, I'm not giving his surname. Bash Bader sounds like Darth Vader. <laughs> Currently all caught up on your episodes. So he's uh, a dull man. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly nothing better to do at all. Maybe he's retired. Listening to you, almost up to date on the beach in the Dominican Republic. Oh no, he's a bastard. Here's us working away. In sunshine. Yeah. Surrounded by sun bleached, sun tanned, nubile crumpet. Beautiful. As far as Metallica, lol. He's with you on that one. Remember, English people showed almost no interest in Def Leppard until Rick Allen lost his arm. Love your podcast, dude. Dude, dude, dude. We'll keep our dude count low on this. That's a guy older than us calling someone dude. Yeah. Call America. America. So thanks, Marty. Thanks for listening. That was a nice email. Thanks for me. From the beach in Dominican Republic. I've not had an email. Nobody emails me. But last night I had what can only be described as my worst nightmare. Have you seen Star Wars? I've seen Star Wars. Which Alec, one? Alec Guinness. The first one. Right. Which would be episode four if you're a Star Wars geek, wouldn't mm. it? So I've you know, the, the one with Mark Hamill and Alec Guinness and James Earl Jones and Green Cross Codeman. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that one. You will never see a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> well, I beg to differ, Obi-Wan. You know, Mos Eisley's spaceport and the cantina has nothing on a northern English town called Blackpool. It is a special kind of shit on it? for our American listeners, because I know we've got a few, I'm going to describe Blackpool. Imagine Atlantic City, New Jersey, in the 40s, but cheap and shit. <laughs> so, I don't know why, but it was just mental. I thought, do you know what, we'll take kids over, we'll have a nice walk down Promenade, through... The illuminations, because they have they have some quite fancy lights all down promenade, all like like a light display, and there were also a firework display on last night. Jamie had gone over and spent spent night there in his camper van that he's just bought. He's right chuffed with. Right, so, there's a lot of traffic noise today, isn't there? Yeah, well, just bear with me. All right. Don't think that oily rag is going to reduce any traffic, traffic noise. noise. I think I can hear. Home at laptop. I've told you before, Ben, you're the only one that's bothered. See? Alright, okay. That's reduced the hum. Fair enough. So, I think it's you that hums. We went so it was it were mental, it was heaving, right? So this was Saturday night. Saturday night, 
early October, it were packed. It were packed at point we we taken dogs. Well, we were carrying dogs so they didn't get trodden on by ignorant knobheads. That's because you haven't got real dogs. Well, yeah, yeah okay, fair, <laughs> fair, point point accepted. To be fair, yeah, if I had a Rottweiler, they probably wouldn't have been trodden on. No, but at the same point, look where you're fucking going. You know, there were. I'll put it this way, if they'd have dropped a bomb on Blackpool last night, we would have probably halved the UK's benefit bill for the next 25 years. You know, when you walk around a town and you think, I'm only bugger here with a job, mm. that's what it were like, you know, it were, it were crap, it were bloody awful, we didn't get to walk down Promenade, it was just too busy, um, when you're in a crowd... What kind of arsehole will see a bloke holding hands with his young daughter and walk, try to walk between their arms, you know, and then wonder why you're telling them to fuck off, you know, it's, yeah, I just, it's just um, horrendous. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what kind of place Blackpool is. There were more mobility scooters and wheelchairs and aluminium door poles than there were legs right we went round one corner and there's a busker singing Frank Sinatra songs from an invalid scooter beautiful with a speaker rigged up and, and you know what it actually sounded quite good but Didn't that's how speaker up to battery on his his chariot I don't know it looked like he were plugged into a wall outlet but, okay but it were awful you know it just the whole image of it were nightmarish it were it were Blackpool. It was, it was. and and you know, I've, I've actually, I all, I knew, I knew, I knew Blackpool were rough. The, the last time I went out, I had my parents in car and kids were little, and we driving through and we stopped for four hours, on front, in car, while police dealt with a massive fight. Right. You know, from some Glaswegian stagnators. If you're a, if you're Glaswegian stagnators, I want you to know I think you cunts as well. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it were it were bloody awful. Last night it took us four hours to get home. That should be. Right? It took us an hour to get out at bloody car park. Yeah. Right. And one woman was shouting at me, calling me a knob. Um, for she trying for you. trying to pull out. Maybe she recognised me. But um, it won't them. It's like I'm not letting that car out. I'm not letting that car out. I'm not letting that car out. Why? You can't go anywhere. You know. <laughs> And um, it was just it was just that kind. Then of course motorway were closed. Then so all right, we pulled off of a six 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 up to Osbolton. Well, uh, guess what? You know, oh, we've closed that as well. You know, oh, lovely. You know, just it's, it's one of those things. In England, this happens a lot, doesn't it? Um, well, the the last time I sort of got across about something like this was um, when Tour de France were on. Oh. And they closed part of route, and I wanted to go to Rochdale. Yeah. So I couldn't. I couldn't go over tops over Blackstone Edge because they closed route for Tour de France. Uh, so I thought, all right, I'll go over at motorway. Um, got onto motorway. They closed it at next junction, um, and I'm running low on fuel because of extra running around. Mm-hmm. Thinking, my original plan was, oh, I'll fill up. I'll fill up in Rochdale. Now I'm on fumes, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're creating this. There's no communication. There's no. And there's no logic to it. No. Because after it had gone, yeah, I tried to move my car. This maybe half an hour after it had gone, and I said to him, "What are you doing?" He said, "Oh, it's close till five. I said, "Well, what else is coming through? Nothing." So, well, we've got jobs to do. I said, "You know these people that you're not letting drive anywhere." I said, "Well, I need to get to work to take them home on train, you know, and if you don't let me get my car out and act sensible." You know, I said this is the trains are going to get cancelled. I said so. If you don't move these barriers, yeah. I'm going to move them. And yeah. they weren't police officers; they were just minimum wage monkeys on a temporary job. You know, and so I said, you need to open this road, otherwise I'm going to open it for you. You know, yeah, ridiculous. Closing pretty much Calderdale for an entire day I for something that passes by in I must three and a half minutes. I were in one similar situation. Basically, every wow, every westbound route out of Calderdale was closed and um, one job's worth not letting me through I says look I've got to do it I've got you I've got to go through you know it's it's, it's one of them um, it, they were cones so I just drove around his cones 
and he stopped me. Whoa, 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 you can't come through it. I'm, look, look, pal, I'm pissed off now. I'm coming through. You know, I can see roads, you know, you've not done out. No. You've corned it off, but there's no bloody hole. Road's not blocked, so I'm going. And he took a photo of my registration. We're reporting this to police, and like, no, it ever came of it. No. You know, apart from me telling him to fuck off. You know, I just... It just it just beggars belief. We we like that in this country though, aren't we? We just we're a nation of jobs with yeah, and it's yeah. it's like it should be coordinated. Yeah. You know. And if you're gonna close a road, put a diversion in place. Yeah. yeah. You know? Let us so that we're not going to other road that's closed. I had this other week, mm-hmm. uh, I went to see my uncle in Hexham. There were six closed roads from Hexham back here. Yeah. Ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it must have added thirty miles to yeah. mine. They do it. They, they do it on a night, right? Which I get. Yeah. Because we'll get it all done overnight. It's quieter. But what they don't get is that the people who are on the road at night want to get fucking home. Yeah. There's a reason they're on the road at night. Last night, four hours to get what an hour and twenty minute journey. Yes. Yeah, you know, good, and most of it really. we just parked up. Dickheads crashing because you know. And again, they probably crashing because they're bored. They. They're not paying attention. They they pissed off. You know, it's it's horrendous, really, isn't it? I can confirm. I won't be ever going to Blackpool again. I certainly won't be going to Blackpool ever again. That was my last visit to Blackpool. Yeah, my last time I went about three years ago. So kids had have been six and eight. So they were a little bit small for going on any good rides to Pleasure Beach, and they were more interested in Two Pence Falls thing. Yeah, yeah. They like that, the kids, don't they? So I just changed 20 quid into twos and they spent about three hours doing that and I just, that's fine. I wiped my feet on my way out of Blackpool and thought, what a shit hole, never going again. And yeah, it is. It I is. didn't go like you've gone in manic, crazy. Well, I didn't expect it to be that busy. With illuminations on, yeah. is that why? Yeah, well, illumination and a firework display, right. which lasted about seven minutes. <laughs> the good thing about my dogs is... They don't bat an eyelid to fireworks. Oh, mine don't like them. Yeah. Honestly, they just sit there. When, when come bonfire night, November fifth, um, that week it goes mad, doesn't it? Well, that that fortnight nowadays it goes mad with idiots letting fireworks off. Um, once a really really bang, big bang that shook the house, such rattled windows. Doris raised an ear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then shut her eyes again and went back to sleep. You know, just lazy, It's not urgent, we'll just nap. But this, this seven minute firework display in Blackpool sounded like it was six minutes longer than one I went to uh, down at, what's it called? Uh, Overlooks Brookfoot there. Used to be groved, didn't it? And now it's oh. somewhere else. And they'd advertise this bonfire firework display. Well, grove, gro- in Grove now, part of Noel's Brothers Pipe Works offices. I don't know. Down Brookfoot, yeah. Well, that, and what, you mean Collier's Arms? No. No. Red, Red Rooster? No, that's on corner. Mm. It's half mile after that. Never mind. Never mind. Don't matter. It's overlooking water there and they advertise for Oh, I, no, I know you mean. It were... Um, it become an Italian or something. It's a hotel and... Yeah, it, it were... Um, they built it without planning, didn't they? And all that's that. right. They had a lot of planning permission issues because you want their land. Yeah, and all well, there was much planning went into this firework display. Right. I know what place you mean. It were basically... It's, got, it's, it's up its own ass. It's got delusions of adequacy, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It were basically a campfire and uh, a, a boxer standard. You know, that, that really was the extent of this firework display. And they were charging people a tenner to go in. So we thought, oh, a tenner, that's a lot for a bonfire. Might yeah. be good. Yeah, should be good. One person at bar. You know, it was just such a shambles. And uh, I told them as such. I said, Pathetic. I said, what the, what the hell are you on about here? This is such a shower of shit. So I think your seven minutes, you did all right. Yeah, well, it, to be fair, we didn't have to pay for it, which is good because I wouldn't have. It, <laughs> it, it were awful. It would just, it would just, I don't like crowds at the best of times. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a grumpy, cantankerous man. You know, I, I, I don't want to be in. I, I've found I don't like crowds. You know, yeah. I don't. You know, I, I do. I, I get I get shopping trolley rage in supermarkets. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna like crowds of drunken assholes. Yeah. You know, and they were, this is it. There was someone paralytic staggering in front of trams. The Blackpool Council had employed people to walk up and down, saying, "Can you walk on the pavement, not the tram lines, please?" Yeah. The world, world's na- most pointless job. Na- natural selection. 
should sort that out, shouldn't it? I think there's a strong argument for removing safety signs and just from letting everything, letting the world sort just letting itself Darwin out. do his bit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Something we've it's got from overseas or that sewing culture. It's these sort of people that say hairdryers say on them, do not use in the bath and yeah. stuff like that. You know? That being said. I did burn myself <laughs> on a particularly hot Greg's that we picked up at Scotch Corner. It was like eating liquid fire. And I spilt it down myself, and even that hurt. <laughs> you know, trying to get it out of my mouth. You know, it, just, it was, I don't know. I mean, yes, I know it was going to be hot. It had come out of the oven. But that was... My oven doesn't have a lava sitting. You know, I'd walked all the way from Greg's across this massive car park back to the truck before I put it in my mouth you know that it should that should have been adequate cooling time for it to no longer give so. me blisters on my tongue <laughs> and roof of my mouth yeah so I, I might never have a Greg's again was it sausage cheese and beans pasty I can't it? remember what it was I think it was molten chicken that's what they got molten chicken <laughs> yeah 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 so what have you got for us? Get your notebook out. You, you, you know when we're talking about your shorthand, so you've oh, you yeah. invented a shorthand Was that it? even you don't understand. Yeah, last you've episode. you figured it out, haven't you? You've cracked the code. Last episode, that one before, I can't ask how long it's been since I, um, I failed to read my notepad. I don't need to get it out because I've remembered it. It's a little railway story that made me laugh. Okay. Um, from Halifax to Bradford. I'm driving, you know. There's a bit of a commotion on platform at Halifax. You know, what's up? And it's a, a central platform in Halifax, so I've got to walk to the other side at cab to stick me out and have a look. I'm looking back and I can see guards. So I go, yeah, yeah, that's it, in there, in there, there you go, yeah, yeah. And he shut doors and I, oh, we're away, okay, whatever. Got to Bradford, city guard, what, what were all that commotion about? He says, oh, ticket office have done a naughty. Because you know they've got this Grand Central service now that runs Bradford to London. It's a Virgin train, isn't it? No, 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 it's uh, it's actually it's another an one, independent operator. Oh, okay. Open access, I think they call ah, it. Okay. But I believe Arriva have bought it now. All right, all right. So the ticket office had sold the lady a first-class ticket from Halifax to Bradford. And this is, what, 18 minutes on train, maybe? But they want a first-class service. And there's only about three or four trains a day that it were valid on, because it's only valid on this Grand Central train on its way back from London. Now, guard didn't have the heart to tell her next one's in two hours. So he let her on. So he told her first class was next at toilet. So you don't have to walk so far. Because <laughs> we don't have a first class. No, of course not. And all this commotion was her kicking off about this first class ticket and she had to sit next at toilet. <laughs> I think I, I think ticket office, office might have been on commission. Do you wonder? Well, I wonder. I, I don't know. I wonder. It ah. wasn't that, wasn't that good a story so, after all, was So it? they sold her a... So a first class ticket to go 18 minutes on a train in two hours. Something interesting, you know the uh, go on. Indian Mutiny, 1857, no. that kind of sort of time. Educate me. Right, okay. Well, some historians will tell you that one of the causes, not the sole cause, but one of the causes of the Indian Mutiny was the railways. Right. Now, of course, in India, I'm getting all educational here now. In As I always say, I will edit it out if it gets to... You know how we have a class system? We do. They have a caste yeah. system. And um, so, like, a Singh, that's like a prince, isn't it? You know, it's quite high high status. You know, Khan, that's like a king. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of thing. These, these um, Their surnames are kind of um, status-related often with the British railway system that was introduced um, in Victorian times to the Raj... Whether you travelled first class, second class or third class depended on the price of your ticket and how much money you'd parted with, mm. not your cast. What would happen is, in, a, in the same railway carriage, you could have somebody of high caste and someone of low caste, mm -hmm. because if they've had the money, they've paid for the ticket, or someone's paid for the ticket for them or whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter. But the British authorities operating the system didn't respect caste. Yep. They respected whatever ticket you'd bought. And so the um, the deities of Hinduism were offended by 25 mile an hour. It was, you know, that, that was one of the, st the way, when, when, when things started to break down. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you rail women have a lot to answer yeah, for. That's our fault, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a similar 
sort of unspoken caste system in Thailand. The whiter your skin, the wealthier you are, which stems back to old days of the landowner didn't work his land. He sat under his nice shade watching everybody work for him. And if you worked out in paddy fields, you were, you were black as ace of spades. Well, that's it. See, I would be then like royalty because I'm quite but until I'd been there maybe a day and then I'd be like <laughs> burnt well yeah, yeah. I'd be bright red what, what, where, where do you I had friends that were travelling to Australia and they had an overnight in Thailand and their kids were white blonde when they were young kids and it spooked them a bit because Thais are happy to approach children and chat to them culturally normal and they'd be rubbing their hair, touching feely, you know, these bright blue eyes and this blonde hair, and it really spooked my friend. And they went, oh, let's just go book a hotel for the night, we're not spending night in the airport. You know, because they, they got about, about a 12-hour wait in the airport, and it really spooked them out, but culturally. And when our lass's parents came to Britain, she had to say to her mum, don't just approach people's kids in the street, you know, it's, it's odd here, don't do that. Because another one they do over there, they'll take photos of car crashes and stuff. Like people laid out dying on road. Will they? Yeah. And it's perfectly normal for them as they're going past. Oh, yeah. I've queued half an hour for this, you know. This is why I've queued. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas where they're sat in traffic going, somebody had better be dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sat, sat there going, how come all these cunts driving the same direction at the same mile an hour managed to crash on a motorway? Yeah. Yeah. And over there they openly videoing taking yeah. pictures of horrific whereas, whereas here you'd be seen as a bit of a it's a bit more it's a bit it. macabre yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's a bit, I, I, I wouldn't do it no I did tell somebody off on uh, on Twitter I found a dead guy on railway one morning ah, okay yeah and uh, basically I was first trained through after sunrise and he'd been hit overnight at some point nobody knew and and I found him what did you see him on the tracks yeah so what did you do, yeah. stop the train? So emergency stop, train came to a stand probably 50 feet past him because trains take a long time to stop. Yeah, yeah, they're not. Um, so It's a big heavy thing, isn't it? Yeah, metal on metal. It's not rubber on tarmac, you know, they don't grip. So I did procedure ringing authorities and whatever and uh, they took photos in front of my train to check that it wasn't me that had hit him and all this, you know, and you could see, I mean, the, the poor guy was uh, actually frozen solid because it had been about minus 10 overnight. But one at passengers was busy snapping away. And you could see he'd been putting his phone to a glass trying to get angle to see body back online and everything, mm. you know, and he put all this all over Twitter. And uh, I did to give him a bit of a telling off. Because you, you were driving. Cause, yeah, there were, there were photos of me stood there outside a track with mm. uh, coroner and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So not, not nice to do. What did you say to him? I can't remember now. I remember just saying that's not, you know, it's not cricket, you know, it's, it's not right. You need to have a word with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Bit odd, isn't it? Weird. Yeah. But if, if you'd been in Thailand, that's perfectly normal. It'd have been yeah. all over. I mean, to be honest, the fact that he's taking pictures of you. you know, um, I mean, I'm a journalist, do it. But I am a, a pretty picture. You're not, though, are you? To be fair. I mean, I'd be reluctant to take a picture of you, Ben, in case it cracked my camera. <laughs> ah. So we've gone a bit macabre there, haven't Yeah, we? it's a bit macabre. But isn't it funny how different different cultures I mean look at different countries and um, their treatment of the body um, after after a funeral I mean we're in, very distanced yeah aren't we? in Britain now um, funerals are almost it, it's they, they're trying to be as nice as possible which which I get because funerals are for the living not the dead mm. aren't they but um, like a cremation now you often the coffin doesn't disappear behind the curtains anymore. Well, that into the thing. dramatic, that you know. Um, yeah. That it's now left out and dealt with after everybody's gone. Yeah. You know, uh, which is again nicer. Um, more often than not, you don't have open caskets anymore and things like this. It's um, we've we, we been desensitized yeah, about to things, aren't we? You know, it's uh, we, we, oh, sorry, we've been overly sensitized. Sorry, yeah, that's we're the word, very yeah. distanced from it. Um, now I've been to a Thai funeral because my mother-in-law died far too young. Mm. Very strange. First of all, they kept her for a hundred days. In a hot country. In, yeah, and prayed every day for her. And there was a, I don't think it was an open casket initially, because there was a ceremony at the beginning of hundred days that we couldn't be there for because it was pretty much straight away. And I think she was pretty much laid on a slab. And then one of her friends took a photo 
and put it on Facebook. So that were odd. Odd uh, to us, not to them. No. Yeah. This hundred days coincided with us. We were going to Thailand anyway, so we actually extended a four-week holiday into a six-week holiday to sort all this out. So funeral day comes, and there's lots of talking, and Alice stood up and did a good couple of minutes speech, and I just couldn't have, I just melted, you know, I couldn't have done it. And then finally, I realised that these big things in Midlet Temple are actually oven. All right. I hadn't realised this till way later on. And they've got a great big bowl, you know, it's like somewhere out at Golden Child, like a great big brass bowl. And it's full of what looks like, you know when you've got a wood planer and you're playing a flat piece of wood and you get that curly spiral of wood? Kindling. It looked like the flowers were made from these curly spirals off your plane and stuck together, looking like little roses. And everybody takes a rose out of this bowl and starts putting them into a furnace. So you put the kindling in. Right, and I'm like, that's that's you're not distanced at all from this, eh? You know, you're there, and that's flames, and you know, and everybody that were there, so there must have been two hundred of these little uh, wooden flowers into thing, mm. and then they turned flames up and shut shut the furnace yeah. doors, and yeah, so that was very strange, yeah. uh, so so different from ours. Next morning, then we go and. We're waiting around for these monks to turn up. They turn up and, and it comes out what I can only describe as a baking tray, which has got the ashes of a mother on. But the ashes, where the head was laid in the thing, they've scooped those ashes and put them at the top. And then where the body was, they've scooped them and put them in the middle. So on the, this baking tray is an ash person in the shape of a person. And I'm sat there with... I was actually pushing pram around to keep Nipper quiet and I'm thinking... My weird shit o meat has gone right off the top here. This is fucking peculiar, is this? These ashes and Monk does something and then he tips them into a bag and sprinkles his juju water in and says some more words. And, and then her dad starts looking through ashes for a piece of bone. And I said, what are you doing? He says, I want some bone for a locket. A little piece of her. And he's pulling through and he pulls a piece of, what I'd imagine maybe thigh bone because it was... Yeah, but if it's been cremated properly, it'll just crumble to ash, surely. There, w- there was a few bits. Were there? Yeah, I believe they grind them in England because there's always little bits left. I, I'm not sure this. they do, you know, because um, I, w- I was lucky enough to go to... I mean, it may, it may differ, differ on how modern and up-to-date the equipment at the crematorium is, but uh, down at Elland Crem, it's quite uh, a good system. First thing, fatties burn... Better than thinnies. Yeah, we get a wick burn, on. Burn faster, yeah. Um, cost of the body fat. So they'll do me for half price. Yeah, that's, well, you'd think so. The oven's off when the... You know, so, like, the flames are off at Elland when the body goes in. Yeah. So it's like an airlock, kind of. So they superheat the air, you know, and then that goes in and then they seal it. And then I think they just... I, think, I, I can't remember if it's a... A spark or some oxygen's put into the system, and that just goes woof. Then burn very you know, because the air's so you know heated to such a high temperature. Right. Um, it's it's quite it's quite efficient. If you they don't just have gas burners going till it's yeah. you know it, it it literally does combust. You know it's um, it's quite an efficient, clever, and thorough way. And if you were to say see a piece of bone or something that you thought. The only thing that sort of survives are like um, surgical steel yeah, and things yeah. like that. You know, maybe odd gold tooth or something. I don't know. I, mean, I don't even know if gold, gold stays. Probably, I've yeah. heard they collect the gold later it dribbles out. Yeah, they, yeah, they probably do. If you were to say try to pick up a bone, it'd just crumble to dust. Yeah. Uh, literally, literally, what you get is ash when, when, it, when it comes out of Elland. Now, I'm not sure if every crematorium... Is as no. Well, this one in Thailand was part of Temple and looked like it had been there a long time. Yeah. So, you know. But yeah, my father-in-law ended up taking four or five pieces of bone, locket size, and they're now encased in twenty-four karat gold lockets that each kid has, and both sisters and him. And yeah, but I just found it odd for him to be rummaging through a bag for a, a piece of right size. You know, if when I die, Ben, you want a bit of me, a, a dot, you a, can a, have a router out. It won't offend me. You know, if you and kids want a a locket with a bit of my 
toenail or something like that. Yeah. I don't mind. You can have it. Uh, you know. Uh, I'm thinking I might shave off that silly ginger beard you've got and uh, make myself a beard wig. You could do, couldn't yeah. you? Yeah. You know, yeah. So I could put on for comic relief, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh God, that was there in Blackpool. <laughs> Two middle-aged men. They look like dull people on a night out. But what made you know what made them interesting to them is they both had curly coloured wigs on. Right. Just to prove how wacky they were. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, no, no, it's just... I, I'm getting flashbacks now. <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> Bloody awful. Yeah. And we've taken them a time a turn, but it's interesting, isn't it? You know, we have, yeah. Have you ever heard of um, what they do in the Himalayas? You know, the high mountains of oh, like, is that K2 where they and... Pull the body apart and let the well, vultures... They have a... Them. Yeah, this is obviously... Sky burial. Yeah. The grounds rock, so you can't dig so much. You know, they don't grow much up there, do they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sky burial, that's what they call it, isn't it? You don't want to be wasting wood, which could be used for building or heating, um, when wood's at a premium, because up above a certain height, there's not a lot of wood. And you're not going to burn like a fatty. That's it. So they actually have a butcher, and they fit lads, because what they do is they have like a basket, and they put the body in a basket, and it's got two straps on like a rucksack, and this bugger carries it up mountain. Mm-hmm. He then gets out a butcher, the tools Cleaver. of the butcher, yeah, yeah. and he cuts that body up into tiny little pieces and throws it out for birds. And um, that's their way of disposing of a body. This is actually and that's, one at Natural History programs it? I've it's, seen. It, it's yeah. actually, um, again, from my point of view, that happening to me wouldn't be offensive to my beliefs I'd be okay with that doesn't bother me what happens to me afterwards no I'm same I'm, I'm exactly no same. religious belief so you know. as far as I'm concerned once I'm done yeah it's same as before I, I was born Nothing I do else. have some strict funeral requirements of Ben and uh, I'm not a right good singer as go my on. executor um, <laughs> you can see to him so the first thing I'm gonna die in middle of winter when it's bloody cold and I'm gonna have my funeral in a church where roofs being repaired, <laughs> I'm going to leave strict instructions for priest to remove all cushions from pews, and there's going to be a number of hymns. We're not going. To, you know, we have like funerals these days, and um, people. Like, oh, that was his favourite piece of music. Oh, he always liked Songbird by Eva Cassidy. You're going to pick you know, those hymns that no one knows. I'm going you? to pick ones that really old Victorian ones that nobody knows anymore that go on a bit. Go on, every verse, <laughs> and you know, like it's annoying in church where you have to stand up and then kneel back down and then stand up. And lots, there's going to be lots of that. Right. And by the time I'm finished with you all, you're going to think to yourself. Fucking hell, I never liked that bastard when you were yeah. alive. <laughs> You've actually thought this through, haven't you? Oh, aye. Yeah. We're going to have a dress rehearsal next Tuesday. <laughs> I'll sit there and eat coffee and direct him procedures. Yeah, no. Um, actually, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm just... Um, I ain't bothered. I ain't bothered. Like I said, funerals are very much for the living. I've been to too many, though, recently. Mm. You know, I've been to too many. So, let's not have any more. You guys that are listening, don't fucking die. Stick around till episode 26. At least get a year in. Shall we go lighter? Yeah, let's go lighter. What you got? My young one, Hart Arquin. He's a comic. Okay. He had a bit of a... What can we call it? A bit of an epiphany the other day. <laughs> <laughs> he realised under his little nine-year-old penis that there's two eggs. <laughs> How's he got to nine-year-old and not, not noticed, not noticed his testicles? Yeah. Because yeah. we checked they were there when they were born. They've yeah. been there all that time. So end of day, he says to me, oh, what a day I've had. He says, we had a burping competition at school and I won, but I sicked in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I did a wet fart and him pooed in my pants and had to go have a shower. I'm, says, I'm glad I don't have boys. <laughs> and I discovered I've got two balls. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> He fucking cracks me up. <laughs> I discovered I got two balls. <laughs> yeah, but on the same day that you sicked in your mouth and shat your pants. Didn't one lad at our school only have one? I don't know. And he had to have one. I can't remember what his name was. Didn't he have to have one surgically removed because they got twisted up or something? A friend of mine got him twisted. Yeah, how do you manage? Um, how do you manage that? I don't know. But I remember him telling me he he couldn't move. He'd to just literally just sit and not move because it was agonising. And he went and had it sorted. Yeah. Yeah. Painful. By having one chopped off. 
I don't think he's were chopped off. I think they're only they strangulate, don't can, they? Can you imagine if our um, listener, Dave, got his balls tangled up and twisted? I think he'd try to... Well... <laughs> he'd probably try to pleasure himself from it some way, wouldn't he? It's I wonder if I could twist him some... I wonder if I could plait my balls. That's what Dave would be like. Where's my phone? I don't know. You put it on, it put it on an airtime, silent, right. airplane thing. Dave messages me stuff. He's a bit of a fucking oddball, isn't he? Is it even fit for a podcast? Uh, Let me find. He does send me random shit, but often it's pictures. Why the fuck has he sent you that? I'm going to describe this bit. (laughs) Go for it. Okay, we've got a scrawny elderly man, and he's hanging upside down, um, suspended, literally, by his scrotum, which is clamped to a device. Um... It looks agonising. In fact, to be honest, I'm surprised his scrotum hasn't been pulled off. It's it's taut to the point where the skin is almost transparently white. There's, there's clearly no blood left in it. Um, his face and the top of his torso are bright red. Um, he's obviously been there for some time because... Um, I sound like a mortician here, don't I? Coroner. Um, <laughs> He's obviously been there for some time because all the blood has rushed to his um, head and torso, um, whereas the rest of him is almost anemically white. Um, so thanks for that, Dave. Yeah, Dave, that's weird, mate. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. If if I were to die, there'd be some interesting things on my laptop, but nothing quite like that. You know. That's weird, that, isn't it? That is weird. Cheers, that's Dave. All. And he just sent you that out of the blue. Hey Ben, have a look at this. He does send me some stuff. There was another one. What, what, what was he? What was he motive? Does, is it? Was it suggestive? Hey yeah, Ben, fancy this? Yeah, try this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? He did send me another sort of similar one where, and I'll try and describe this because it was a video. Uh, an Oriental man was stood with one foot on his bed and one foot on his uh, table, that's a couple of feet away, with some sort of sex swing. Hanging from his scrotum with uh, an oriental lady sat swinging in it. I actually think that's, though, that's um, not for me, to be honest. Porn, and I'm quoting here, um, I don't know who I'm quoting, but it's something I see a lot on social media. But porn gives men unrealistic expectations of sex. Um, and there's no truer words because you're damn right it does give you unrealistic expectations of sex you watch the porn and the sex swings and things like this and the devices look absolutely fantastic um, when you rig up your own contraptions um, your ceiling isn't high enough you're getting <laughs> friction burns off the Axminster it's, you know, the, the, pra- the reality and practicality of these things just doesn't work you know a problem I'm finding at my age I forget the safety word. <laughs> do you know, do you know, the problem I'm finding at my age is my, my back usually locks solid. <laughs> Find myself rolling out of bed. <laughs> Are you a gentleman though? Do you do you wipe yourself off first or? Uh, I wipe it on curtains and then make a wash them. With oily rag out at garage. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think these three rags on the table are? <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought this one were a bit bit sticky. Sticky, yeah. <laughs> I don't have what else in my notepad. We might have to just. I think. Away no, are there. you going to translate your um, shorthand? Or have you already that done that? It, were it. Yeah. Oh, that were it, that right? Were it, I, it. I thought. Yeah. I thought there were more shorthand for you to translate. No, there's a couple of stupid things that we go on railway, but I'm not sure it translates for non-railway people. We get silly questions like, "Is this my train?" That's a good question. Yeah, we don't know where the fuck well, they're it, going. Is they? it his train? I have no idea. I generally just say, "Yeah." They've not got to that platform without. Just agree. You know them penguins on Madagascar? Smile and wave, boys. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Is this my trip? You know what? I, <laughs> I don't ever want to catch one of your trains. I don't ever want to catch one of your trains. I don't know. I'm fucking brilliant. You know, the other day, there was a guy. I could see it. Was, it was Murfield Station. Now, Murfield is, must be equivalent of three flights of stairs to get down to road level. So And it's up on bridge, you know. And there's this guy, and I can see him, and he's he's contemplating these stairs, and he's old, really old. And I just stopped train, got off, 
helped him all the way down to the bottom. Delayed train, don't care. Sell help this old guy out. Because if he tumbles there, he's going there. It reminded me of my granddad a bit. Yeah, yeah. And then I was a bit disappointed when I got to the bottom. He told me he'd been train spotting. For fuck's sake, right, throw him under, drag him back up, <laughs> and throw him back down. Them three lots of stairs. Oh, I know you hate James Potter. And another time, um, I was actually on light duties at work uh, due to a, a knackered shoulder, and there was a girl trying to get to Pontefract from Leeds. What would you and want to go there for? She was a, a nurse, and she was due a trainee nurse due in theatre that morning. All right. And she came to us and train were cancelled. I said, sorry, look, this is the next one you want to get to get where you're going. And then that one got cancelled again. So, and there were only one an hour at a time. When third one came and they cancelled it. And I said, tell you what, I'll drive you. And I walked down to the car park, got in my car, drove her to Pontefract. Oh, that was nice of you. Drove back. I can't tolerate people getting let down like that. Yeah, it's not it on, is it? pisses me off, yeah. you know. So we had a good chat. She was called Fatima. And she was a... A trainee nurse, and uh, yeah, I dropped her at Pontefract. Uh, not first time I've taken people home. There were three girls one night. They, I think they'd been told Transpennines ran from Leeds to Huddersfield till about 2 a.m. And I think they just thought, oh, they're every 10, 15 minutes till 2 a.m. And they weren't. And they missed one, last one. Next one were in two and a half hours at half past four in the morning. That's a um, long time to stick kicking your heels yeah. around a cold the, railway yeah. platform. There were three girls, and there were only if I know four girls, and they were about fifteen years old. Oh, right. You know, that's where you're going. They said Lindley. Oh. I said, come on, go wait out by Weatherspoons. I said, I'll go clock off. I'll pick you up there and drop you off on my way back. You know, and just dropped in Lindley where they wanted to drop in, and that's, oh, you know, that's really it's really nice, you know, and it, it's. I bet you're not the only train driver like that. Probably not. You know because. You know, it's one of them. I, I, I don't like seeing people stuck either. Don't you know. tell my manager though, because he just no. thinks I'm an insufferable bastard, and no. I don't want well, to change no, that no, image. No. We, that, he needs, to, he needs to continue thinking that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go in, do your job, go on. So what happened with the Van Muff then? It's gone back, isn't it? Van Muff, yeah. And I've noticed there's no big box here now. Have they uh, refunded your money? They continued with zero customer service. So to recap, at day one, I emailed them and said. The saddle clamp's broken. Yes, I remember. Yeah, automated email saying we aim to respond within five days. To be fair, though, Ben, I'm not sure if your installation of your dill saddle <laughs> doesn't invalidate the terms of the warranty. There's an episode of South Park. Like that. It's got a dill saddle and a dill mouth controller. Dill thing. mouth controller. <laughs> you see, your, your own customization to this bicycle... You know, might might not have been what the manufacturers had in mind yeah, for its out of spec. What you call um, <laughs> correct usage just stops you falling off, <laughs> especially if you clench. Yeah. So then I emailed them about five days in, saying nah, I'm not happy with this bike, and uh, I'm going to exercise my fourteen-day right to return it. Cooling off period. Yeah. Uh, again, automated email saying we'll respond within five days. And that was the last I ever heard of them. So I gave it about two weeks. Plenty of time to respond, is that? And then I raised a PayPal claim. And they ignored that. So I escalated it to a proper, you know, uh, resolution. That is good with PayPal. You can Yeah. And they tend to side with buyer as well, they do, I found. Which is why I don't sell with them. Yeah, yeah I, ra- I raised it then to a full resolution which then they'd got about another two weeks to respond. PayPal then emailed me saying they failed to respond, we'll make a decision. Then about an hour later, PayPal said, you've got a refund. And then about 20 minutes after that, Van Moof emailed me and went, we believe you want to return this bike. After zero communication from day one. Yeah, but they want it back now. Yeah, because they've got 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 money. They've got no money. Yeah. Whereas they were hoping you'd be stuck with it. Yeah. Um, Wankers. So absolute zero. So the, the where, where is Van Muff Holland? Holland, right. The bike wasn't drastic. No, just lethargic. It, it, wasn't it was. It was just well, not the, good the, enough. The saddle clamp was defective. Yeah. Um, the bit everybody moans about in the assembly videos um, was as bad as supposed to take a few minutes. It, it should takes, be a thirty-second job. Yeah, t- takes forty minutes. Yeah. Uh, funny about. Um, yeah, it's. Um, just shit, innit? And, and then the performance of the bike was, well, you might as well walk. Yeah, it was 
I had to put it on 400 and odd watt mode, uh, which is what it's got a setting for America, which then makes it not road legal in Britain. Uh, technically, then becomes a moped or something like that. Uh, well, while petrol is still available, I'm not going to have this problem. No, well, I'm not going to be buying another. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, to be honest, I, I were one of my friends, Rick, was. Um, posting about this on his he's quite a smart man is rick and he's looked at what different countries are doing and basically most countries in in and around europe um, even india are looking at phasing out the sale of petrol motor vehicles new petrol motor vehicles by 2030 it is only petrol only though isn't it it's still hybrid yeah well yeah but you, you know what i mean i mean that's not a long way off I can see that my motorcycles are going to be relics of the past within my lifetime. I don't think we'll see a full phase out of petrol. No. Because there are no. too many antiques. You know, I've yeah. got a 40 year well, old bike. I don't, I don't know, mate. You know, um, it might be, it's just, well, you've got it. It's a museum piece now. You know, I mean, I, I can see that happening. I don't um, think it will. No, no. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's something I don't want to happen because I I love motorcycles. I don't love electric push bikes. No, but an electric Harley. Again, I'll be honest. When the time I've no interest in one. When the time comes and that's my only option to be a motorcyclist, I might consider it. Um, and, and the thing is, I'm quite a green person. You look more orange to me. You know, with with regards, you know, environmental issues. My little company's had an environmental impact policy for many years now. Um, Reuse needles. <laughs> <laughs> Only on people I like. Um, no, um, but yeah, I, it's just, um, it's just that's just the one thing where, you know, I, I won't bother even even the car. But you don't see many electric pickup trucks. No, Dodge you know? have done some hybrids. Yeah, yeah, um, and again, it's not. The working aspect of it still remains petrol and diesel, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, um, it's only the commuting aspect of it that you say kind of switch the battery. You know, you 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 don't want to be tramming around fields on it. You know, things like that too much. Because um, I do have a hybrid. Yeah. My yeah. van is a hybrid, mm. and it's a clever little system. Yeah. Oh no, it's great. I like your van. But again, what worries me as well is like the second-hand market. So, these batteries these, want replacing. These Teslas and things are dear, dear jobs, aren't they? When you're buying new, I ain't going to be buying a new vehicle. I'm going to be buying one that somebody else has owned before. Am I going to be buying it and straight away having to put several thousand pounds on top of it into batteries? You're not going to get a Tesla for under 30 grand at minute either. No, I, we have well, a quick, uh, yeah, let's have a let's. I mean, I, I, I will probably want a Tesla because I think. There's something a bit pretentious about fucking Tesla drivers, isn't there? Don't you think? Yeah, look at me, I have a Tesla, I'm very green, I'm doing my bit for the environment, I'm better than you. Kind of thing, you dirty diesel guzzling truck right, driver. 408 Teslas available, and the cheapest one is 25 grand. Where, about, where are you looking? 155,000 miles on the clock. That's a 2013. So. That's your cheapest. That's auto yeah. traders. You see, straight away they're, they're prohibitively and it's expensive. And a left drive. You know, I mean, I'm not going to plead poverty here, but that's more than a year's salary for me. I have not two groats to rub together. It's good money, there. It's a lot. It's a lot of money to put into a second-hand car. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, what's a new BMW? You could probably pick a new Beamer up for teens, wouldn't you? In the non-electric. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's that's the thing. Um, I don't know, mate. I, I I can see in our lifetime, though. Um, I mean, we might be old men by then. <laughs> by then. We're trying to work out all day. You've just had the birthday, haven't you? No, no, it's next week. Oh, is it? I thought yeah. it was September. No, no, October. October, October I have a birthday, yeah. Every year in October? Every year. Oh, yeah. There we go. Well, to be honest, no, I think, I'm thinking from now on, I'm not going to have one every year. No. Yeah. I told my lads that you don't get older if you don't have cake. Well, so that's why I'm still 21. To be honest, mate, I've actually never understood the fuss about birthdays. <laughs> it's another day. Well, it, it pretty much is like people say, oh, what are you doing for your birthday? Working. I'm like, uh, what, oh, let's have a look. Oh, it's a Thursday. I'll be at work probably. Oh, what are you doing? 
oh, I'm having a week off and we're going to go into this thing and sit around in hot tubs and drink champagne. And I'm like, oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fall foul of this as well in December. It's Alas's 40th. Yeah. So I need to do something. Well, yes, you do. Yeah. 40 is a big one. It um, is. Although, to be honest, I don't think I did much for my 40th. I can't even remember my 40th. What did I do? I can't. I can't. Not a clue. I did something for my 30th, I think. Um, but it's one of them. It's I've got two kids. They'll want to do something. They'll want to have a bit of a birthday tea with me and stuff like that, which I'll have to pay for and make. Yeah. But, <laughs> but they'll bring me cards and stuff like that, you know. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not. I'm not bothered. I'm not fussed. The o- the only difference is because this year I've got to have a medical for me at GV. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm trying to book it now. Actually, trying to sort it out. They've written uh, to us, haven't they? They've written to all HGV drivers begging us to come and save the country from its predicament, you know. But I, I'm not going to be honest, Ben. I've already saved country once or twice myself, you know. So I'm, 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 I'm going to be honest. I'm not quartering my wage to go drive a truck. Well, <laughs> I, I actually, I'm considering it now. It all depends on how the construction industry pans out. I've got some jobs in the pipeline, but if there's like a break between jobs, I don't want to be taking on silly little piddly jobs. But um, if, like, one house restoration comes to an end and the owner then says, um, right, we've got this next one to do, but it might not be till, you know, May or something like that or whatever. You know, I mean, you don't know what's going to come back. Bit of agency work. Um, Yeah, quite possibly. Um, I I need to renew that CPC. I quite fancy having a little drive of it. I tell you what, I ain't doing. I ain't doing them bloody cages... Full of, full of like retail stock yeah, yeah. and multi-drop and pissing around with tail yeah, yeah. I'll take a container down to docks and I'll bring it back or I'll take um, curtain cider I'll take full. a curtain cider full of milk down to London and um, bring an empty back but I ain't pissing around on loading bays with them bloody cages up and down streets where people have all parked in loading bay because yeah. they can and stuff like that because oh yeah but it's our loading bay yeah well I want to be able to get that Arctic in because I'll, I'll bump I'll bump cars if they parked in I've there. Done I, that. Won't, <laughs> I won't I won't be there knocking around all every bloody shop asking whose cars this get it moved. You know, I'll I'll just write the fucking thing off. But yes, um I will certainly um I'm certainly considering it obviously it depends on how my work schedule comes out, but it might be a nice interesting change. I've not done it for a while. No, I quite um, fancy it, but I don't have this C P C stuff. All that came in after I stopped driving trucks. Yeah. Well, that, that's the same. I, I, I don't either. Yeah. With mine, I, I drove in the army. I drove a few times afterwards. Then CPC all came in. Um, it seems a lot of box ticking for nothing. Yeah, it's it, it's a pointless bloody exercise, mate. I think it'd help the HGV driver shortage if mm. they just did away with that. In fact, um, you've got the Craig license. Craig Whitaker, our MP. If you're listening, um, let me explain a little bit because I imagine you're not overly familiar with everything but um not like the baroness not like the baroness who wrote to us um but let's say cpc is your um certificate of professional competence uh, and it used to be back in the day something that your transport managers all had to have um, now you have the driver cpc but it's basically it's a way of taxing and milking drivers for between three and five hundred pounds every year each or whatever you know depending on it costs. how long does it last is it only a year? Uh, well you've, you've got to renew one module haven't you no idea again i'm i'm not certain that's the um on the time scales in the v- validity of it and things like that but let's say for example one of the modules you've got to have i think it's 35 hours documented learning training so it's a week, isn't it? So yeah, a week. Yeah, and there are so many different modules. So one of them might be um, vehicle maintenance, daily checks, that kind of thing. Another might be drivers' hours, tachographs, so on and so thing. Another one might be um, load distribution, that kind of stuff. You know, um, public way bridges, things like that. Um, but you don't have to sit every module. To prove you're competent, you could right on Monday. I'm going to sit the tachograph and driver's hours module, and then on Tuesday I'm going to do it again, and then on Wednesday I'm going to do it again. And you can sit the same module 
to make up your 35 hours. Seems a little bit flawed. And things like that. Yeah, it's a system. Basically, all right, they've created a few jobs, but ultimately they're just milking revenue. Why? You, you, the government's claiming there's a shortage of HGV drivers, and yet they're fucking them over like that. Um, all the HGV drivers I talk to, particularly the guys that do the, um, the real long-distance stuff, the facilities for them, um, places to park... Over, I mean, if you've got to stop, you, driver's hours, you know, force you to stop. Mm-hmm. The the law forces you to stop. And you can plan to stop somewhere, but you're but not always forced to if get you, there. If you? you're in traffic, I mean, obviously there is, there's got to be some provisions if you're pulled over by Vosa, um, and they say, well, you're supposed to stop then, but you've been sat in a car park, sat like I was at Blackpool, <laughs> you know, what can you do? There's nothing you can do, is there? You know, you just have to pull over as soon as you can, and I'm sure there's a way to annotate your tachograph to say that. You, maybe you go back to the office, tell the transport manager, um, "Look, this is what happened," and then they can sort it. So it'd be harsh if you were prosecuted for it. Go on, chill microphone again. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, then all, all like like A1. How many um, truck stops used to be down A1? There's not as many anymore. You know, so the the facilities for drivers have disappeared. Yeah. Um, and the trucks are shit to stay the, in. The governments, some of them are better than others. You know, I mean, if you look at what America's got, with it's like, it's like a caravan behind cab, isn't it? You know? Yeah, that that's true. Um, Fine, with boiling vessels in corner and things yeah. like that that run off twenty four volts. Although to be fair, um, our family business was um, haulage, um, K Derby Limited from Barkisland, um, Granddad's company, and my dad drove for him and. Um, some of those ERFs, they were sleeper cabs. They did have a bed behind the seats and things. Yeah. And they weren't uncomfortable. You know, I mean, not like a bed at home, but it was something. Um, but again, with the rest period, you know, you're not supposed to be in your driver's seat. No, but it's comfiest place to be. Often, yeah. yeah you know, it's um, depending on the truck you're driving. And these sleeper cabs, there's no toilet. You know, no, of course no, not. No, it's, I mean, I have a porta potty I'd take with me. I'd probably take dogs with me. Your cupboard fucking stink. Why? <laughs> with dogs in a little space like that. They're alright, they're not that stinky. <laughs> they're no stinkier than sharing a shed with you, Ben, to do a podcast. But yeah, um, I'm considering going back to maybe doing it purely because at the moment the money's quite good. You think it's shit, I think it's good. It's just perspective, you see. I would make it pay by doing like a Sunday night or something when rates are high. Yeah. Because you're basically going to get two days worth of Yeah, that, that's what I'd do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Selective. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it like no, not Monday to Monday Friday, Friday. Grind. No, no, no. no. Um, yeah, if I mean if they, and if they're short, if they, if they're as short as the government's saying, then um, they'd let me, wouldn't they? Mm. You know that would be do it. Mm. But yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to mess around with the um, silly little jobs. It, it need to be a right. You know, one run, one run back, go home. You know, none of this. Oh, we want you to go to Huddersfield, then we want you to go to Wakefield. No, send me to Yeovil. Send me to Aberdeen. And something like that, yeah, no problem. Yeah. I'm back, but that's what I used to do. Yeah, once, once a day, I did it about 18 months. I went, Yeah, it's not for me. Well, I you, like my old bed. Did you not like it? We generally did Bradford down in a London direction delivering stuff, and then to Tilbury Docks, collect a full load, and bring it back, right? And that was two days' work. So right. I were out a day, then home a day, then out a day, and home a day. And uh, no, it wasn't for me. Uh, well, my dad did it for many, many years, you know, so yeah, I don't miss it, yeah. He were away a lot. He were away a lot. But it were, um, made him a living, didn't it? Yeah. Pays bills. That's why I did it. But yeah, um, going back to what I was saying, yeah. So the government's saying there's a shortage of drivers. Well, make the working conditions better. You know, so it's all very well. um, We had this with Army to a certain extent. Um, Desperate to recruit, but yet unable to retain the soldiers they had. And it's the same for the government now. Lorry drivers for the last few years have been quitting, going, you know, not enjoying it, going on to other things. Um, you know, my mate Charlie, mm-hmm. you know, some of the rants he's had about the facilities for getting a shower at motorway services and mm. things like this, you know. Oh, showers were shut. Oh, um, they charged me £45 to park up for at night and mm-hmm. I can't even have a shit. That kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, you know just, just ridiculous. So treat them better, you know, retain, retrain. So retain the drivers you have, and that in itself might make it easier on the logistical shortfall. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 
So, email in with your little stories. Dirtykimbassa at gmail.com. I bet there's some driver stories. Anchor, I'm sure there are. Anchor. Anchor FM, yeah. Um, oh, we've been Spotify. asked. Uh, after we got us Amazon, do we want to go on Amazon? I put, yeah, that's fine. We've been asked again to go on one called Verbal. I've never heard of it. I think this verbal with a U, V U R B L E or something. Like that. V U the verbal. Ver- verbal. I think it's Lancashire. Probably Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> Van Moof trying to sabotage your podcast. No, um, might be Yark and Jatty. That's it. I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> so, have you got any more material for us? No, I didn't have much to start with today. No, honest. I didn't today, to be honest. We managed to prattle on for an hour, though. That's, uh, that's a skill, is it? Yeah, we do witter along a bit, but I think I think we've only got one podcast out of this, haven't we? Yeah. Today, so. That's all right. This will go out this Friday. Yeah, we, we can do another one next we'll week. We'll do another one. Sunday again. Yeah. Yeah. This can all be trimmed out. <laughs> Shall we? Yeah, let's. Shall we, shall we end it? Yeah, let's wrap up. <laughs> I was fucking prattling on it rubbish (laughs) right thanks for listening that's an hour of uh, wasting Dominican Republic Beach yeah (laughs) Yeah. what else have you got to do don't go to Blackpool don't go to Blackpool don't become a truck driver or do become a truck driver if it bears right words of wisdom funerals are weird in other countries dirtykimbassagmail.com thanks for listening Bye.